All right, we are here on a Monday. It is Monday, September 14th. Oh, man. I just, you know, <laughs> I just, I, uh, I really. So well. So no, well. Not yet, not yet. I, I really thought that we were going to, I actually thought for the majority part of the Lions game that we were going to have our first victory Monday right off the bat. Uh, not the case. Um, <laughs> Before we jump into all that, nope, not the guys, case. It's, it's good to see your faces. How are you feeling? How you doing? Share, share a piece of good news from the weekend. Let's start with that. You can. Here's your choice. You can either A, give a compliment to someone else on the podcast, or B, tell me one good thing that happened to you this weekend. Nothing ha- good happened to me this weekend. Collins, That's come happened. on. No, nothing I, did. Right, give Trent a compliment. Nothing did. Okay. Trent, your hair looks nice. Oh, thank you, yeah, Collins. Good you, job, Collins. Collins, you look very fresh. You just got out of the shower. I can tell your hair is wet. Thank you. You look very good. <laughs> look, here, I got a piece of good news for Collins that I, Big Ten football is coming back. You're going to get your, you know. Not with the Spartans. Yeah, they are. Yeah, If they don't do it, Michigan State will be playing. I hate that people saying they're not. I believe everything back. that's on Facebook. Do you think it's actually coming back? Because I don't think it is. Yeah, I, I do. I think they're going to, like, have plans to come back, and then the SEC and stuff is all going to get, like, they're going to have a bunch of problems and stuff, and they're just not going to want to deal with it. Be, like, well, that, that's the thing that out. sucks about it is the start date is more than a month away still, so it's like they still have time to, yeah, if everything else crashes and burns, yeah, they're just going to be like, okay, well, we're not going to start. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 just, yeah, I mean, that is a positive. I could – have the same feeling on an October 17th or 18th Sunday of just defeat and emptiness like I did today after Lions name, because Michigan State's probably not going to be good. But know what? They will be good. Know what? Positive Ryan. They're going to be good this year. They're going to win. They're going to go 7-1 in their eight games they play. Wow. Positive RC. you got to manifest this. Even, yeah, if, they go, if Michigan State goes 4-4 four and four this year, I'll throw a parade. Well, the Lions are going to go 15-1, and one, so I'll throw a parade shut for them. Shut up. Shut up. Just shut up. We can't do it. We, I can't <laughs> do it with the positivity today. I'm sorry. No Lions positivity today. I have some. Debbie Downer. I have some. I'm sorry. I No. Yeah, no, I had Collins, zero. Collins is going to play his role. Play his role? I mean, I, I'm just telling the truth. It's all right. Every, everyone has a role to play on the podcast. I hope if they play college football – like I again, I, I read things that say, "Oh, Michigan and Michigan State aren't going to play if the Big Ten comes back because their presidents are like actual doctors, so they're afraid of coronavirus." I just don't know. Like if they if they plan to play in spring, I don't know who they're going to play. Like they're going to have to play like inter squad games and just record those on the record, kind of like how Michigan has all their wins by like playing the Michigan school for the deaf. That's yeah. that's how Michigan worked <laughs> up all their wins back in the day. That is so true. That's so true. All their wins came like the forties. Like, oh, wow, you beat then. a bunch of deaf guys 120 to nothing. Incredible. <laughs> no, but I, I, that'd be cool if the Big Ten football came back. It just, I mean, I, dude, all the football looks fine to me. Like on TV, like I don't care. Fans, no fans. The Chiefs thing was pretty cool to see fans there. Is there, is there the only team that has fans in the stadium right now? Chiefs? I believe the Jaguars did, didn't they? Really? Oh, good for them. That's usually normal capacity the Jaguars have anyway. Well, I'm sure whatever percentage <laughs> yeah. they let in is like usually what they pull. Yeah, their their ticket the uh, the, the, uh, the ticket market was about the same, I imagine. I got the jokes today. Um, okay, well, I'm glad everyone's somewhat hanging in. Um, the only two things that we really have to do today, and 
we really have one big thing to get to, but the Detroit no Tigers are. De- well, this is a Debbie Downer podcast. It, yeah, I mean, well, we, we have to analyze. We have to do our job. We'll do our due diligence. We'll break it down. Um, I want to touch on the Tigers, but there's not much to touch on. They just got swept by the White Sox. I don't really care to get into each game. I feel bad for the Tigers, too, because now we're in such a – it's like a double-edged sword here. You got NBA, NHL, MLB, and NFL all going at the – and college football all going at the same time. Like, poor Tigers yeah. had to play at 2 o'clock on a Sunday. No one's like – no one in the entire city watched that game. I, I actually got a couple pitches in. I flipped it over when the Lions went to halftime when I was still feeling good about myself, so I did see some pitches. Bottom line is just the uh, Tiger season's over. That's it. Sorry. They got – I don't know how many more games they have left to play officially, but, I mean, as of right now, they've got to be, what, a handful of games back in the wild card, and the Yankees are starting to actually play baseball again. So, I'm calling the, it – The season's the over. The season's over. Which is fine. I mean, they uh, – Oh, it, yeah, it, I, yeah. And it, I mean, we didn't expect them to go to the playoffs or anything. They got our hopes up, but I will say this: it's still to be watchable because they got a lot of young guys playing, and I, I will continue to have interest in that and want to watch that on a daily basis. So it's not unwatchable, but their hopes of going to the playoffs are basically over unless they run the table. So it was fun while it lasted. Yes, and and, and they exceeded the expectations. Like let's just be yes. real about it. Like the Tigers exceeded expectations. You kind of found we, we, we've talked at length about, you know, the, the younger prospects and who have come up and proven themselves and whatnot for next year. And you also kind of have a little bit more of a grip on who you're going to weed out eventually, a.k.a. Nico Goodrum. Uh, and, and so it's just the season was definitely, you know, progress. It's the season's not over. Let's not, like, do an analyst. But, like, no, them no, going sure. to the playoffs, let's just we're, – we're not going to be delusional and that's like that could still happen. I'm not, right. not going to do it. I, I was done after – they, I mean, they basically got blown out for a whole straight week. Yeah, it was it was bad. I mean, the nineteen to nothing, and then did they lose like fourteen to nothing a couple of days ago too? Yeah, I mean the what? I mean, Jose Abreu had like fifteen RBIs. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you're you're right, Collins. We shouldn't. I mean, we're not going to get into all like the you know breakdown of the whole season thing because the season isn't over. But um, yeah, whatever. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we we can definitely do end-of-season analysis, reactions, whatever. But, um, yeah, I'm not – I mean, I'm not upset. Like we said, I, whatever the win total was, it had to have been like 20, 22-and-a-half something. I mean, the, the Tigers are sitting right there at 20 wins right now as we speak. Uh, they'll see the Royals tomorrow, which would be Tuesday, as we're recording on Monday, as I said earlier. I don't know. I'm not – I mean, I'm glad that I got to see some young guys play. Uh, Daz Cameron had an unbelievable uh, – our two-run, I think it was a two-run uh, – single the other day against it might have been the White Sox at the game just all blend together now and of course the Tigers ended up blowing that game um but yeah got to see some young guys it was it was way more watchable than I thought it would be Trent as you said my only dying wish here as the season comes to a close I'd like to see Jake Rogers play a game and that's oh, about all God. I have. he has to be so bad dude you yeah, just he had... he just might not be able to hit like defensively I think he's fine I just he, I know he struggled with the plate last year so that must be the case. But other than that, I mean, again, well, the season's not over, over. But, yes, my delusions of them squeezing into the playoffs have now died. I want to say one thing. Casey Mize, that was a very positive building, like, step. Oh, and yeah. The, uh, it needs the no hit. That was, that was fun to watch. But other than that, I mean, hope the young guys continue to play somewhat decent. You saw Daz Cameron get his first hit in a big spot. And then the bullpen immediately gave it right back. But still, <laughs> it, 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 it was – 
you, there's going to be positives that are drawn in the last 20 games, and it's still watchable. It's not like last year where you didn't have, like, any young guys you were really interested in playing still. So it, you'll still be able to watch this, and I encourage people to still watch this Tigers team because I will. Jordan Zimmerman's back. That, that was that was cool. Yeah, he, he literally pitched fine, but it was like a hard hit ball every single time. It just went right to everyone. Very. Is this a, is this the last year that he's on the books, or is he here for another year? I couldn't tell you, but they paid him a lot of money to be only good for like two months. So <laughs> good for him. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. All right. Well, yep. Tigers baseball still rolling on. I think playoffs hope playoff hopes have kind of died out, but um, obviously the majority part of the show today as we do is the NFL season is officially kicked off. This is what we do here on the podcast. It's what the people love. I think whoever listens, my mom and extended family, um, whatever other listeners we have out there, it's Lions football season. And uh, what a, what a way to start the Lions season. Um, then the another way to see your favorite football team lose, which at this point I'm just not surprised, but obviously we'll break it all down. Uh, Lions fall to the Bears 27-23 to 23 at home. Um, some stats for you. I don't know if anyone cares. 24 for 42 was your quarterback, Matthew Stafford, through the air, 297 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Slow down with that. Adrian Peterson, welcome to Detroit. 14 carries, 93 yards. Good. Um, that was cool to see. That was that was awesome to see. Uh, Danny Amendola, leading receiver for the Lions, five catches, 81 yards. Um, obviously, no Kenny Galladay in that game. No Jeff Okuda. Who else didn't play? No Bo Scarborough. Um, no Halapala. Big V was not in. Um, and then you lose two cornerbacks during the game, and uh, you had Trent Bailey out there in the secondary uh, at some point for the, for the Lions. Um I don't know. I don't know how we want to go about it. Obviously, we have some. Let me say this. Can I? Can I? Can I preface everything? I want. I want you guys to rip them first because I have a little bit different of an approach. I'm gonna rip them, but it's gonna be different. So I just. I want. I want you guys to go first. I don't have. I don't have any. I don't have any ripping. I'll let me. I'll go through some quick notes that I had. I Collins. Obviously, I want you to jump in. I think that I think the big topics of discussion that we can have today. One, we can talk about the play of Matthew Stafford because I know Trent, you and I disagree. It sounds like I'm going to disagree with Collins as well. I do want to talk about the field goal attempt because that, to me, was the turning point to which everything just fell apart. And I know it seemed like Trent, you and I had some disagreements on that as well. Um, so let's table those two things. But for for all intents and purposes, as far as um, the rest of the game is is concerned, I was taking notes throughout the game. Um, I'll just rifle through them real quick. It looks like they're going to play a 4-3 defense this year. I mean, at least the first couple series they came out on defense, they went to like a 4-3 base defense, which was fine. I actually thought that the the rush was a bit better to start the game. I think as the game went on, it fell off a lot, and you started to see the patented. You have receivers like Allen Robinson standing on guard in the middle of the field, and that's just because obviously the Lions play a man-to-man defense. And when you don't have any of your starting cornerbacks in the game, it's tough to cover anyone. Um, I thought the first – obviously, you know, in the NFL or at any high-level football, when you come out of the gate on offense, usually your first couple series are scripted. I thought their first series was god-awful. I mean, it was just typical Lions, like, run-run for no yards and then let's just, like, roll out and throw a pass just short of the sticks um, for absolutely nothing. So that was whatever to me. I thought the play calling all day long was pretty conservative, to be honest. And I know the the commentators kept saying, "Love Jonathan Vilma on the on the uh, on the game." By the way, by the way, um, he saved it, stopped him, did stopped him. 
John loved that guy, but he he like there's no prep before games. It's awesome. Old. Well, no one watches the Lions ever, but yeah. Um, either way, I, I thought that the uh, I thought the rush was better, as I said. Um, what was I saying before I, t- I was talking about Jonathan Vilma? What did I just say? My mind's mush. You well, liked you him. Talking- he was good. He was good broadcaster. Yeah, but before that, what was I saying? We were talking about the, the Lions running a 4-3 defense. It got a lot worse. Yeah, 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 whatever. Never mind. I'll just keep moving down my notes. Um, I, I thought that also what I was looking at, too, they really missed Kenny in the red zone. Like I know they got hot for one. They missed him in the offense. Yeah, in the offense in general, but they really missed him in the red zone. Um, even with the better rush, I, I thought the secondary struggled. Again, They everyone got banged up, so it's hard to really – um, judge that deeply. I just think other than that, Adrian Peterson has absolutely changed the game for the Lions. That's, I mean, I love carry on a death. I think he only had six or seven carries, which I'm not really sure how I feel about. I, I'd like to see the, I'd like to see him get the ball more. Cause I think he is still a bit, I mean, he's faster than Adrian Peterson, but I mean, for Peterson to get 90 some yards for a, a team that you, we, that's the story of the Lions. You never see him get close to 100 yards rushing. He was awesome. I think he opens the game up completely for you. So, whatever way they want to use him, carry on Swift, and then you know, I don't know what Bo Scarborough's role, Ty Johnson's role is going to be when when Bo's healthy and if they ever mix Ty in. Um, other than that, I, I think a lot of it for me, you know, I look on offense too. They they look decent in spurts. They still struggle to get open, like just bottom line. And it's a lot of it, I mean, you don't have any – I mean, Quintez Cephas was okay. He dropped a couple balls. But um, they just don't really get separation. And we saw the same thing last year. And I thought the offensive line had an A-minus game. All things considered, you're missing Big B. You have a rookie start in the right guard in Jonah Jackson. Uh, and you got to face one of the best defensive fronts in the entire NFL. Khalil Mack, I thought, was pretty quiet on a day that he's usually feasting against the Lions. So, I don't know. I would say biggest positive for me coming out of the game, like I said, I thought the offensive line was fine. I, I thought having a rushing attack was awesome to see out the gates. I did think the play calling was a bit conservative um, to almost to a fault. I wish they would have – oh, that's what I was going at. You, the announcers as the game was going on were like, you need to open the playbook up for Stafford. They did eventually – it worked well. Um, I would have liked to have seen them test uh, test down the field a bit more. On the defensive side of things, I thought the pass rush was maybe a C-plus at best. I mean, they don't they, – they got pressure. They got back there. They were sending more guys. But the bottom line is you let Mitch Trubisky stand there long enough and he looks like Joe Montana. Um, so that's really all I have to say aside from, obviously, as I said, I want to get into Stafford individually once we all share our initial thoughts. I want to get into the field goal attempt and the overall demise of the game. And I'd like to talk about our head coach uh, in general. So that's all I got. I, there's no ripping for me. There's no ripping for me until we get to Matt Patricia and just the way the game kind of fell apart at the end. I love the new punter, by the way. Holy yeah, shit. best player on the team. Guy's a lot, trick. Damn, dude. And again, I, than, guess what? Sam Martin, you stunk. People yeah. who ever thought Sam Martin was good, idiots. That guy stunk. <laughs> Love I don't. I did not like Sam Martin. I was. I was a Sam Martin hater. But that's all I got. So I'll turn it over to you guys before we get into the big stuff. I mean, positives. Adrian Peterson. I think that was the biggest takeaway I had. I mean, he he fit right into the offense. He looked really really good. And other than that, I I'm gonna be honest. I didn't have much because the the way you end that game, the way they kind of started the game, they had like a quarter where, it, like, they kind of all put it together. The defense, the offense are all working together. 
they and showed they had a little bit of a high ceiling, but the start was not good. The play calling, like you said, was not great. And unlike Rabs, I kind of disagree with you. They weren't getting pressure early. It was more Trubisky just playing horrible. So, uh, like, <laughs> like I, I, and they eventually did. Like, they played so well at the end of the second quarter and the third quarter. And then they all gave it away. It, it's just hard to find positives when you blow a lead like they did. And I really didn't think they looked at all that good. I thought it was more a product of the Bears being bad on the offensive side of the football and – giving up a few opportunities on the defensive side of the ball than the Lions being necessarily great. And, and like, we've seen games where the Lions lose like this and Stafford was fantastic. Stafford was not good this week. I I I, I find it hard to, like, justify him. And I'm a Stafford guy. I He's I, the best quarterback this franchise ever had. He, just didn't, he wasn't good this week. So I, 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 it's hard to find positives. Um, I'll give a couple of my positives. Uh, I just think, you know, I, sorry, I wrote this down on a piece of paper, old school. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think the sky is falling. I'll start by saying that because I actually think the Lions look very good for three quarters. I know we said the same thing last year against the Cardinals. The difference is this year, I think there's a direct correlation with why you lost this game. I, I think if Okuda, Coleman, or Trufant is healthy in the fourth quarter, Trubisky maybe only throws two touchdowns instead of three. It's really hard to play defense when you got Tony McRae and Daryl Roberts at starting corner. I get it. I think it's a. I, I just think it's a direct correlation there. Now, did the Lions blow it? Yes. Whatever. In every sense of the word, sure. But like, I don't subscribe to SOL here because to me, SOL is imploding, crumbling, getting hosed by officials, playing stupid, playing like you know, prevent defense against the Arizona Cardinals and a rookie quarterback and all that kind of thing. That's SOL to me. This was a direct correlation. I'm sorry, it just was. Jeff Okuda's not playing. So before the game, that's just kind of like, uh, it would have been nice to see the rookie play, but I'm still confident, right? Then, Des Trufant and Justin Coleman go down in the second and third quarters, and you're just kind of like, well, shit, you know, we got a lead. Got Hopefully we hang on to it, whatever. I won't harp on that, but I genuinely think if you can boil it down to one thing, that was the reason. You know, Mitchell Trubisky's not good. I, we saw that the whole game. There, you tell me when Mitchell Trubisky started playing well. It was in the fourth quarter, right? Three touchdowns. What is directly correlated with that whole situation? The fact that there were no – your one, two, and three quarterbacks were all sidelined for that entire fourth quarter. So I, I, I get that, and I want to say that just, just first off. And then also, I mean, you got kind of touched on it. Like the Lions missed Kenny, especially at the end there. You know, when you're, when you're making Bad a vintage – yeah. When you're making a vintage Stafford comeback drive there, you need, you need your number one. You just do because Marvin, Marvin Jones, you guys know I love him. I talked last week about how I kind of want to get a jersey. I love Marvin Jones, but he's getting doubled every play because they don't – Kenny Galladay's not out there, and your second-best receiver is Quint Cephas or Danny Amendola, whatever. I just think the offense played well enough to win without Kenny, though, and that's the ironic thing. You know, Stafford loves Cephas, which is a little weird. Quintess Cephas had a team and, a, and actually a game-high 10 targets. Uh, but I just think I, I think a quarterback like Stafford can win with Marvin, Quintez Cephas, Danny Amendola, Hawkinson. Like Kenny needs to sit till he's healthy. I think that's that's one thing that I want to make clear here because like you can't afford to have Kenny just get hurt and then he's not going to play that middle stretch of the season where your schedule lets up a little bit. You know, because this first four games is brutal. And then and then the only other thing I'll say before I turn it back over to you guys, is I was actually impressed by the defense. Like I just think you. 
you need to put the quarterback on the floor more. I get it. You need to put him on the ground. The front seven's pressure, I actually agree more with Rabs. I thought, you know, you got to finish those pressures. It was good. I, I just didn't think it started yeah. well. That's what I'm saying. They played a really good, like, two quarters. Like, they didn't play yeah. – obviously, they didn't play a full game. That's that's just my takeaway. Okay, well, th- that, that's fair because it, it was a little inconsistent. But overall, like, I, I think it's extremely fair and accurate to say that the pressure the Lions got on Sunday was – much better than any point we saw in 2019. Am I wrong about that? Like, the Lions at least got consistent, decent pressure. They made Trubisky throw some horrible throws. It's just – it is what it is. They got one sack. I was a Trey Flowers. I thought that was going to be the play of the game, strip sack with eight minutes left in the game. You know, if the Lions recover that, that's huge. They didn't, whatever. It was on third down. You make it fourth and 40, and they got to punt the ball away. Whatever. I I just – I was actually impressed by the defense. And if your top three cornerbacks aren't hurt, obviously one sideline beforehand and two get hurt during the game. I just don't think you lose this game. I think you hang on. You know, maybe we come here on this podcast and we're talking about how we're concerned about the Lions maybe for almost blowing it, but they didn't. They hung on, found a way to win. Maybe, whatever the case may be, but you're still 1-0. and and, and and because the, the secondary was so depleted, which, by the way, cornerback was one of the most – one of the deepest positions on this depth chart, I would say, going into Sunday – that was the reason you lost the game. To me, that was the reason you lost the game. We'll get into the coaching and the Stafford stuff. I'll let you guys do that, and then I'll hop in again. But to me, the, the definitive reason, the reason I don't subscribe to SOL in this particular Sunday how? is because Trent, how? How? because Tony McRae and Daryl Roberts are playing your starting quarterback positions. They were up, it didn't matter. They were up 17 Kyle, late in the third quarter. It doesn't matter. Okay, if you want to throw injury bad luck into SOL, go for it. Every team deals with injury. How is that what happened? You tell me, Sunday. is Trubisky good at quarterback? Yes or no? No, but yes he no. just lit up our okay, No, 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 no. No, but he lit, he lit up practice up squad players. He lit up third and fourth stringers. I don't know what oh you want me to say. <laughs> oh, my God. Trent, yeah. come on. I, let me, Alex, let me, what do you mean, me come on? What do you mean, come, if, if, if Coleman or Trufant is healthy in the fourth quarter, you think Allen Robinson and whoever the hell, Does that I don't even know Stafford who's for the touchdown. Does that change interception, an ill-advised interception? Does it change them, like Rav said, you know what? seven-yard field goal for no reason when they didn't really have to? Does it change the fact that DeAndre Swift dropped a touchdown with seven oh. seconds left. That's Listen. not injury or luck. Those are four opportunities you just missed. And okay. they're not involving any of those third or fourth and players you're saying. Okay. You know what's a little ironic here is I actually agree with you with, pro- with probably 80% of that. We'll get into that kind of stuff because I don't think Stafford was great yesterday either. And I think Ravs is going to defend him. And usually I'd be on that side, but I'm going to go vintage Ryan Collins here. And, and, and we'll, let's just – let's do it now. Let's get yeah, into why, it. Okay, why well, why do is, you think – do you think Stafford was good yesterday? I didn't think he was good at all. No, I thought – I thought he played – I thought he played well. I thought he played well, but if I can blame one player the most for, for the loss, I blame him. Or I mean, or Swift, it's whatever. Swift. I mean, so but they I'm win not, the game I'm, Swift catches it. But like you said I, – I, Rabs, you want to just take the reins? Well, I, okay, let me – yeah, I'll, I'll, I will address the Stafford stuff. I want to kind of mediate what you guys are both saying as far as the SOL thing. I – you – Collins, you ha- – I, I agree with you because here's the thing with the Lions. If you want to call it SOL or not, I just – I don't like to use – I don't like to use the term SOL anymore because I just think it's blatantly negative and lazy. But I, I agree with Collins in the sense of, Trent, you got to admit – 
Jamie Collins getting ejected for that was explaining, explaining to an official okay. what date like that stuff doesn't happen to other teams exactly the, uh, the 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 field goal or the kick off the upright when if they makes the field goal which we'll get into because they shouldn't have kicked it in the first place that goes in for twenty eight other NFL teams um, the DeAndre Swift drop like there's just there's so many things that happen. And that happened in this game to where when Colin says SOL, I can't look at him go and go, come on, dude, you're wrong. But on the, on the flip side, Trent, I agree with you. Coming into this game based on who was injured, you were already fighting an uphill battle. I thought all things considered before both of your cornerbacks went down, they were fine. But, yes, of course, you lose Coleman, you lose Trufant, and I can't sit here and, and play the SOL card and ignore those things happening, which if those guys aren't playing and if the guys like Kenny and uh, Big V and, and other names that weren't playing are not able to play against the Packers, it's going to be the same scenario where I'm, gonna, I'm not going to expect that much out of the team going in. So I agree with both of you on that. My thing with Stafford is this. I read to you his statistics – I, I am 100% not going to, to defend him for taking an ill-advised sack, which essentially put you out of field goal range. Sure, I'll give you that. And the oh, interception was bad. Those are, those are mistakes that I feel like when Stafford gets his criticism, historically, those are decisions to where it comes from, where it's an ill-advised interception. It's taking a bad sack that you shouldn't be doing in year 10, 11, 12. I would also say on the flip side of that, and I think we can all agree, if Matthew Stafford doesn't play an A, A-minus game every week, the Lions don't have a chance, like bottom line. And I'll agree with you that he was maybe B, B-plus this week. Yes. But I'll also, I'll also sit here and tell you that, you know, we saw vintage Stafford end of the game driving the field. Those, it, It's funny how it doesn't matter how much time's on the clock in the fourth quarter and how – good, bad, indifferent Stafford's played. I'm always confident when the Lions have the ball at the end of the game. And it's just funny given how this team operates. But I, I don't want to come off as me like defending Stafford as like he played great, he was fine, he wasn't the problem. The sack was bad, the interception was bad, he missed a couple throws. But again, at the end of the day, the guy factually threw a game-winning touchdown pass that got dropped. And if that if Swift just catches the ball and just falls back in the fetal position with the ball in his lap, then you win the game. And we're not talking about Matthew Stafford doing X, Y, and Z being bad. So I guess I want to take that and I want to segue into where I thought the game really fell apart and why I am not giving Stafford like a C, C plus, and I'm giving him a B, B plus. The drive that led into the field goal that was missed from 55 yards with four minutes left. Let me break down to you how the drive went. They get the ball. I want to say the Lions probably have, what, six or so minutes left on the clock. Like, they, they obviously have to run some plays. They can't just kill clock yet. First down play, they go, I believe, inside handoff to Peterson. They get stuffed. They maybe get one or two yards. Fine. Then this is where I start to have a problem with the play calling. Second down, maybe you have second and eight. I'm not exactly sure of what it was. They come out empty set. They're not – the Lions at this point are up by 10 with maybe five and a half minutes left to play. Chicago's got three timeouts. 
they're not – the Lions aren't down six in the fourth quarter with 30 seconds left in the Super Bowl going empty set, like let's air it out, let's get everyone down the field. I, I, don't, so, I don't have a problem with that, though. I don't because you're letting can, Stafford can you win you the game. game. You're, you're, you're trying to let Stafford win you the game at that point. Like, but you're up 10. I'm, like, you're, not, you're not down. I, all I'm saying yeah, and if is you get a couple first downs, if you get a couple first downs, it's over because the Bears are at some point right, going to have to so, use timeouts. Right. So in my opinion, just this is just one man's opinion. I would have just liked to have seen, like, can you give the guy a check down option so he doesn't? So then, yes, he rolls out to his right. It was one of the – I don't think the blocking was horrible on the play, but, of course, you know, Khalil Mack gets loose and Stafford gets crumpled. I think he's broken in half, and now I'm freaking out. But, yes, you can't take a sack there. It takes you out of field goal range. I just don't – I don't love the call of an empty set. Like, let's just go air it out. But can you give the guy a check down? Can we give him a, a, a different – I like the different look there is all I'm saying. Then third down, you go patented Lions. Let's do a little dump-off screen pass because we're the most unoriginal offense in the league. And they get their two, three yards. And now so, so, so that leading into the decision, and this is where I think the bulk of our conversation can come from, and I'm sorry that I'm just rambling, but this is just what I do. You guys know how I, how I am. If, if Matt Patricia in his mind knows that he wants to kick a field goal and get three, then in my eyes, I don't think a screen dump-off for three yards is the best like maybe let's then let's stretch the field and let's try to get some actual yards here if you're trying to kick a field goal so your guy's taking a maybe a a 48 field goal 48 yard field goal which I'm comfortable with versus a 55 so all that's aside now we're on fourth down and I see the kicking team coming out and I'm losing my mind because you're there's now four minutes left you have no one in your – again, you have Trent Bailey, Ryan Collins, Ryan Rabinowitz as your starting secondary right now. There's four minutes left. Chicago has three timeouts. They're already down two possessions, dude. So my thought process is this. You come out on fourth down, you punt the ball. The worst-case scenario, assuming that you don't fumble the snap or, or get it blocked or whatever, is that it's a touchback and they start their drive on the 25. Best case scenario, given the fact that your punter in this game out of Rice is the best football player on the field on a, on a Sunday afternoon at Ford Field. He pins that ball inside the 10 or the 5. You got to make Mitch Trubisky drive 90 yards to get points with four minutes left. Instead, your head coach, as, you, as he wants to say, well, I thought we would be aggressive and try to put the game away. You give 39-year-old Matt Prater, who granted is good from deep, I'll give you that. I bet if you ask every all 31 other coaches in the NFL if they go for a field goal or a punt there, I guarantee you 25 to 28 say they're punting. Because your risk-reward there is if the field goal doesn't hit, which it doesn't, all you, you have 50 yards to get to the end zone if you're Mitch Trubisky, who has, he hasn't done eck against you all day. He's got 50 yards to work with, and truthfully, all he needs is about 20, 25. If they can kick a field goal, they need a stop on D, and they have a Matthew Stafford-esque situation where they can just drive the field, try to score a touchdown, and they're going crazy. Instead, your head coach wants to line up for a 55-yard field goal. That's not outrageous to me. Four minutes left. That's not outrageous to me. But I, it's I, just I mean, the I mean, wrong call. Look, I, no, I don't, I don't think it is. Wrong call. Raps, let me, let me get on you for a second here because All right. you and I actually have been similar in the last three years in that we yes. have gotten on this team for not playing to win, playing conservative. You even said once in this podcast today 
the play calling's been too conservative. Matt Patricia was playing to win. If you and don't look, let's not. Matt Matt Prater did not shank it. It missed like three inches. He almost hit that. You got a top five kicker in the game trying to base. I mean, I get it. You don't really. You go up thirteen instead of ten. It's still technically two scores, but whatever, dude. Like you're playing, like you said, you're playing under man. And guess what? If you punt, kick off, whatever. If you hit that field goal, you're still kicking it off. And you can still pin them at the 25, worst-case scenario. So I just think I, – I don't see, like, the, the, the condemning of Matt, Matt Patricia for going for that. I don't – like, Collins, what do you think? What did you want to – what did you want the Lions to do? I, I probably – I don't hate the decision to kick, but that's the risk you run. And well, in it, hindsight, it just, 2020, it, I guess that's no, what no, I'm no, for to sure. say. Like, no, hindsight, for sure. 2020, we can all sit here right now and say it's that was ri- the wrong but It's, it's an obviously, it's a risky, it's a risky move. It just factually is. And you can put the same blame on, Patri- uh, on Patricia there. You can put the same blame on Stafford for throwing an interception that gives the Bears a short field. You can give the equal blame on that because I, I, I don't think if either one of those drives is the Bears got to go 80 yards. They're they're gonna get the eighty. You know what I mean? I I just personally I don't think that's happening. So I mean, I personally feel comfortable letting Prater kick. So I'm on your side, Trent. But I understand where Rabs is coming from. It's it's a aggressive and risky move, but it shows confidence in your kicker who's been fantastic the previous couple of years. He yeah. missed it, and, and it sucks. And- and look, my and he missed it by a hair. And my thing is just like, but but I, I agree at, at with, the same time, Trent. At the same time, like you said earlier, they had all these injuries in the secondary. He he should have looked and said, "Hey, we cannot give this Bears team a short field. We're gonna have to play a little bend, don't break this next five to six minutes if we want to stay in this game and hold on." So I, it, it's a double-edged sword with that decision. Well, and and look, our coach who has been ripped for the last three years, rightfully so, for him to make that call to go for it. I, I don't hate it. I, I am more content blaming our quarterback, who I know won't make that mistake again in that situation, than I am for condemning our, our coach for finally taking a shot and finally being aggressive. I completely I, – I agree with you guys 95% of the way. I think it's just like the final thing. I would rather have Prater kick it because my thing I, – I, from a football standpoint, I get it. You don't want to give Mitch Trubisky a short field, the same as if Stafford throws a, throws a pick at midfield, which he did. But it's like – you're finally taking a chance and being aggressive. We don't ever see that. When do we ever see the Lions in this Matt Patricia era do that kind of stuff? We don't. So that, to me, is why I'm just kind of sitting here like, I can live with Matt Prater doinking one off the goalpost from 55, and then you're still up 10. You're still up two scores. The fact, and this just this brings me back to this, and this is probably the last time I'll say this because I don't want to harp on it, you are down your one, two, and three cornerback. And everything you guys said, I agree with, because you can't give him a short field. But there's also a 75, 80% chance Prater hits that field goal. You guys know that. We've watched this guy for five years now. He's fantastic. He's better from long than he is short. So my thing is this. What the hell is any coach supposed to do if he's missing his first, second, and third string at any position, let alone cornerback, when you're playing a team that is down 17 in the fourth quarter and has no other option than to throw the ball. I just don't get it. I don't know how you can blame Matt Patricia. I, I, 
because I, I see a lot of it, guys. Like, I really do. Like, I, I saw a lot of it today on, like, Facebook and stuff. Like, I'm in a couple, like, Lions fan groups, which I'm going to leave that shit because it's all terrible. Wait, you are? What, yeah. what? It's Did horrible. You down in there? Everyone's just yelling at Matt Patricia today. Like, and I just I, – there have been so many other games where you can blame Patricia than this one. That's I guess that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't think Patricia lost you the game. Let's do the Stafford thing now. Let's do it. Rabs, you want to take it? Well, I, I mean, that's – it was just kind of all one and the same for me as far as I just – I don't think it's fair. Obviously, in any football game, you can't point the finger and, like, this is the sole reason why this game was lost. I just think Correct. when it comes down to it, I totally understand the sentiment of, like, let's be aggressive and kick it and you go up 13, it's not like the field goal, though, puts you – like, if it, if it makes it a three-possession game, yeah, sure. Because either way, it, it, we've said it a million times, you've got a depleted secondary, you know Chicago's going to score somehow. I mean, they scored like that as soon as they got the ball at the 45. I just think field position and clock and, and time management and game management is so important to where me – I understand, like, maybe the term aggressive, the connotation of that assumes that you're going to go for the points, when to me it's like, okay, let's just stuff the ball back down their throat. Good luck starting from your own 5- to 10-yard line and go ahead and drive 90 yards. If you can drive 90 yards and get seven points with three timeouts with less than four minutes left and somehow then get the ball back because we're inept on offense and we can't kill clock that way, then by all means, hats off to you. But to me, it just – it all broke down with – I just – I could feel it. I could feel it in my stomach when he sent the kicking team out there that I was like, if this ball doesn't go in, which I really wasn't confident. Like, even I, – I, obviously, it had the leg, and it just happened to doink off the upright. But I just felt it in my stomach like, this is bad. Like, this is where the sto- – I felt the storm start to brew. And all the confidence I had throughout the entire game for me – was like, we're riding on this one kick, and if this doesn't go in, they got like – they only have half the field that they have to march, and they're going to do it because we have no one in the secondary. But to me, I, I think – I don't want to exhaust the Stafford point. My, my whole point was just that, again, at the end of the day, man, like this guy has to have an A to A-minus game every week for you guys to have a chance. And he was a BB-plus this week. He made some good throws. He had some great drives. I agree with you again. I, I don't, I don't want to have to keep saying it. Yes, you can't take a sack there because it forces you out of field goal range. That was a bad sack to take. But as I said earlier, I thought the play calling on that drive was just – it was just such a – it was such a bizarre string of plays, and they never really attempted properly to get back in the field goal range, in my opinion. And the interception – Hell yeah, it was bad. Like, that's like vintage, like poor Stafford play. But at the end of the day, you're losing by four. The ball's in your quarterback's hands, and he drives all the way down the field with that offense. And, again, he throws a game-winning touchdown pass that doesn't get caught. And I feel so, so terrible for DeAndre Swift, who could have been – I don't want to say – I don't want to be like, oh, he could have been a hero – yeah, you could have. You should have called it. I mean (laughs) – There's – we don't need to sugarcoat it. Yeah, it – I hope it doesn't discourage him, but it, he also should have taught that football, and he knows that. Like, and I, I hope that doesn't like lose his confidence in like an Amir Abdul situation. You know what I mean? Where he just yeah. had the fumble issues, and it just seemed like it was all in his head. 
I don't think that will be the case since he's a sure-handed person. But it's pretty fitting that his first drop in basically like two years is to win a football game in Ford Field. It's, and it's that, pre- that, 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 that's when you say SOL. Because only the Lions. That's where the I'll Lions give it to the you. Browns. Look, I can't, argue, I can't argue with you guys. It happens to no I one can't. else, Trent. Like, that's no, the thing. I, the I, I, exactly. exactly. Wait, give me, give me 10 seconds here. I, I, I completely agree with you guys. At the end of the day, sure, if you want to say SOL, cool. All I'm trying to say is from a football standpoint, like, if you're playing without your one, two, and three in the secondary, even against a bad quarterback like Trubisky, Trubisky, that was a game of his life, man. He's never going to throw three touchdowns in the fourth quarter again. It's just not going to happen. And again, He will next time he plays the Lions. He kills us. Okay, well, then let me finish out with this. There's a couple silver linings for me. I'm not going to harp on them. I just want to bring them and bring them to light and mention them. Hawkinson looked really good. Whether that's just whether that's just week one Hawkinson again, I don't know because you know last year we kind of saw his best game of the season was week one against the Cardinals. Adrian Peterson is still good, and again, if if you're going to give him the 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 lion's share of the load in the backfield, I'm fine with it if it's going to result in wins because yeah, he did. He almost got to 100 yards, and if the Lions you know close that game out like they should. And you, you get in a situation where you're kind of in the victory formation, that kind of thing. He probably gets to 100 yards. You just hand it off every time unless they put carry on back there, whatever. Uh, the offensive line protected Stafford fine. I would like to see them get a little bit better at run blocking. But, again, you bring back Big V. Hopefully he kind of brings some of that fire. Your punter looks amazing. And, and, and look, this is the bottom line. Oh, Jared Davis also looked awesome. Jamie Collins. Dude, you're a lion now. You're not a patriot. Get it through your head because you can't get away with that kind of stuff. Although the official sold that call. We don't have to talk. It was like James Harden. Yeah, it was like James Harden. It was so dumb on both parts. Like, what was he doing? Yeah, like, no. if, you, listen, into him. if you want to give him a 15-yard penalty for that, that's bad yeah, enough. Don't eject him. him. He didn't do it. He didn't swing at you. He didn't, he didn't, like, he didn't like, mean to. People, like, I forget what it was, but I got the notification on my phone. It was like, Collins ejected for headbutting. Headbutting, yeah, like slow down. Again, no ass, watches, that's dude. A head, if that's a headbutting, head head I'm though, done yeah. watching football. Like, I, I, that's ridiculous. But, look, I, you're getting Kenny back. You're hopefully going to get Okuda and, and Coleman and Trufant back at some point. We'll talk about the Packers game coming up here. My thing is just – I don't think this guy's falling. I actually think the Lions looked good. I thought the defense looked really well. Stafford's not going to do that again. And, again, that is why I say – I am content blaming him. I'm not, like, putting it on him and condemning Stafford. I love Matt Stafford. He did have a really bad turnover, took a really bad sack, and that, to me, was more of the reason for the loss. You know, of course, second to the cornerback, you know, thinning depth there. It, it goes cornerback, thinning depth, Stafford, and then Patricia. To me, like, I, I, I just don't – I don't think the sky's falling. That's all I'm going to say. Your season lightens up. You can't sink early. You have to stay locked in. And of everything, I, I watched a couple of the press conferences today, Stafford, AP. This team, I, they're still confident. And to me, that's like that's that's important here because it's still early. It's only week one. It's not like this is week 11. And you just put yourself kind of like with, out, out of striking distance from the NFC North title. You know, there's still a lot of season to be played here. And, and I guess that's, that's all I want to say. Yeah. But, Trent, it's just like last year. When they lost, it's literally it was literally the same thing that happened against Arizona. But like, it's it, it, losing a game like this is more than one loss. I'm sorry, because it like it it, just, it like it wears on you. 
It, it just yeah. it's such bad vibes. I that's all I gotta say. Well, I know you're saying there's a lot of time left, but it, their schedule, like you said, the season lines up. Their schedule does not line up. I, oh, I, no, 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 it, it, it does. But listen, these first four weeks are tough because uh, I was just going to say, as you were saying that you have to go at Green Bay next week, which is going to be tough, especially if your cornerback depth is this depleted. And then you have to play the Cardinals, who Kyler Murray looked like an MVP in week one. They got DeAndre Hopkins. They got Larry Fitzgerald. That's another game you're going to struggle if you don't have your corners healthy. And then week four, the Saints. Michael Thomas might be the best possession receiver in football. So it's like, it's tough right now. You got to find a way to grind out two wins over the next three games. Maybe even if you're one and three after four, I don't think the season's lost because you you eventually do play the Washington football team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Indianapolis Colts, who I think are such fool's gold this season. You get to play the Bears again. I don't think you're losing again. You probably break even with the Vikings and Packers. Whatever, dude. I just don't think this team is bad. I think this team's a lot better than last year, and I think we saw that yesterday. Because, yes, while it kind of was the same as the Cardinals game last year, the tie, granted you lost this one, the team looked better this year. Last year, you lost week one because you started playing a dumbass prevent defense and, like, let this rookie quarterback go off. This year, your three quarterbacks got hurt and and a bad quarterback beat you. So it's whatever, man. I I don't know. I just – you got to keep it together. Collins, I agree with the sentiment. Like, you just can't sink. You just can't sink now because it does let up eventually. I honestly, I, I'm not going to do the, like the must one thing or whatever. They need to like, yeah, you obviously can't start on three. Like right. we all know. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think this week's a pretty important game though. It is. It is. Yeah. It's very important. And again, and, and especially a division opponent with the Packers who looked good in Minnesota. They got, I, I would find it hard to believe them losing two games off the bat. Only two to division opponents that they like they're gonna be in a good position to uh, know what I mean, like win a division yep. or have a chance. So I'm not trying to be negative, Nelly, but like if they don't win, well, you're this, not. the division's probably out of the question. No, no, I, I agree. I agree with you. Like this, this week is huge because it's also like a bounce back thing. I'll say this on the other hand, you know, not, not to be like over slappy and all that stuff, but like, it, and until, until your number one receiver comes back to this team. I don't think you can fairly assess the offense. Now, the defense is a whole other story, and granted, you're dealing with issues there, whatever. But, Collins, like, I agree with what you just said. I won't beat the dead horse. I just think the sky isn't falling. That's where I'm at. Would it be nice to be 1-0? Hell, yeah, it would be. I'd be much more happy right now. We'd be in here talking about how, oh, you know, the Lions almost went SOL, and they didn't. Instead, they went SOL. Whatever. That's just the fact – that's what we're talking about here. But it's just like I saw things yesterday that we didn't see literally for all 17 weeks last year. And I I think that's just kind of where I'm a little bit more optimistic than some. I just look at this week one, and I I still sit here today as it's almost becoming Tuesday here as we're recording late on a Monday – I, I, I almost need this. Like I need it to get to Sunday again because I just can't stop thinking about it. It's just the Lions, every time I think I've seen it all, they just show you a different way to lose. And it's just deflating because the Lions were actually playing pretty damn good football to the point where I thought, all things considered, they probably deserved to win until they collapsed. Like, they're it, – it, there was a certain turning point in the game where obviously you have to finish games, but I thought they played well enough, all things considered, 
to get a win week one. And if you get a win week one and start off the season 1-0 and and you happen to go into Green Bay and lose, I don't think people care as much. But I think now what happens is this game against Green Bay, and you guys laid out the, the semantics of it pretty perfectly, of if you want to try and compete for this division in a team that they didn't win any division games last year, correct? Which is, to me, like another just yeah. – I look at Matt Patricia, and it's like, dude, it's like the Harbaugh thing. Like, Harbaugh can't beat Ohio State. Patricia, can you win a game in your division, please? He's never beaten the Bears, Matt Patricia. So – I, I just Which look at this now. Sense. Like, actually, like, I get they were really good his first year. They stunk last year. Right. So, I again, I look at this guy like, dude, you got to show me something. But this game against the Packers, to me, I don't want to use the term must win. But It is. I think it is. I, I, I don't want to be like a hard out because it's we too. Be that meatball sports fan. And I already said that I think it's a must win. Do you, and I think you're agreeing with me, right, Rob? And let me, let me, let me ask you this, and I, I would phrase it this way. Do, if the Lions go into Lambeau and win on Sunday, do you do you put do you officially put Week One behind you? Like, does it almost make up for it in your eyes if they yes. if they come out one and one? Yes, absolutely, it makes up for it because if they if the Lions do win on Sunday against the Packers, no, no. Well, just listen. Let, let's think about this. Like, if that is to happen, what that means is that your defense played really well, right? Because you're playing Aaron Rodgers. Your offense played really well because the Packers' defense is still very good. Like, they're not as they're not quite as good as the Bears' defense is, but they're still good. So, to me, it's kind of like, yeah, at that point, you're one and one in the division. You won the harder of the two games. And, yeah, you got to kind of roll from there, and you got to take one of the Cardinal Saints games. You get out of those four, two and two, and then you look at the rest of the season and say, let's ride. I don't – you got is – the, is the bye week week five? Is that correct? Yeah, something ridiculous to where they don't even need the bye week that early, yeah, but they I, tell the Lions they always get a bye week like week two. Yeah, well, that, that adds, they have two, do they have two bye weeks this year? No, I think they're talking about doing that, but it's not. I not don't think so. Year. But whatever, like I, I just that adds to the thing. Like the first four games are that important because you go into your bye week, you have to be at least one and three. Like for crying out loud, if you're zero and four, your season's over. If you're one and three got a chance if you're two and two I would say you're still sitting pretty good considering the four teams you've played even if you didn't beat the beat the two teams that we thought you would be you know I'd probably say like Bears Cardinals with a gun to my head but the Bears have already you know they already beat us so whatever I don't know but yes to answer your question I do think if you go into Lambeau this Sunday and you beat the Packers then yes week one has to be behind you you have to put it away and you have to just consider it a fluke at that point yeah, it's also very tough because, <laughs> again, looking into this game, and we'll do the picks in a second. I don't know who's supposed to cover Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers, and a pissed off good. Aaron Rodgers, a pissed they off Aaron good. Rodgers who is obviously trying to show, trying to stick it to everyone in Green Bay that like, hey, you, you tried to draft my replacement. Well, I'm not done yet. They look good, like they made work of the Vikings, and that's where like I'm not. I'm not going to be bent out of shape if they lose to the Packers next week because they're banged up. And the Packers just – I like everyone was kind of – I think the Packers were the one team in the division where everyone was like, what kind of Packers are we going to see this year? Because they didn't seem to get like that much better in the draft and in the offseason. But they clearly came to play this year. So I'm not going to be bent out of shape if they lose, which is why it makes this loss – so much harder to swallow against the Bears because you had to win that one. And that's where the Lions get into trouble. They lose games they're supposed to win, and those things add up to the point where you're looking at a season that's got a ceiling of seven and nine. 
And as we said last week, if they don't make the playoffs this year, Matt Patricia just has to go with the bottom line. And then I start to play the games of like, well, they're going to go draft a quarterback, his staff are done. It, like, then I don't want to get to that place mentally. I can't get there. I can't do it to myself. Well, God, just catch it, the ball. I catch yeah. that ball. I catch that ball. I don't think you get to that route, though. I don't think you uh, you're able. Well, to- I'm not. I, I got the fastest. <laughs> yeah. I got the fastest three steps in North America. We Everything saw else that is in football. We saw that in I am football last year. Trust me, buddy. You're not making I, that play. I did have two drop passes in I am football. I think. I'm not making. No, no one's making that play. But what? I mean, he just catched the ball. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hate to say it, but he he they win the game. That like it's let's not be all babies here. This is his job. Catch the football. They win the game. Sorry. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And, and we, don't, we don't have to be like, oh, I'm sorry for. Uh, he should get criticism. He should have caught the ball. Well, you also shouldn't give the kid death threats because it's just a game. Nothing like that. But he, this is his job, so he should oh. receive criticism. Yes, Sorry. why does this happen? Why this, does this, this happen to us all the time? Don't don't do that. Don't do that. We're not doing that negative shit. We're not doing that. No, it's not well. negative. I just That's don't so well. get it. I don't That's get it. So well. I just want to be good. I want to be good. One week and you gotta keep That's the so faith. Well. We're gonna have fifteen more podcasts after Lions wow. game. I can't keep doing this, dude. They have to win. I'm. I just. I can't. I thought like that was it for me yesterday. I. I. Honest to God, I was like, I've seen it all. I've seen it all. But let's you know what? Just when you think you have, you haven't. And here's my last thing. Last thing. This team is good. I will pound the table <laughs> until I'm proven Trent, wrong. How can you tell? Do you think that team looked bad yesterday? Just blew a fu- uh, oh, my sick. God. I'm about to look. You just sick. blew a 17 point lead to Mitch Trubisky. How the can ball. you say this team is Because good? you didn't have a single receiver who's ever oh, started a game in the NFL. Am I wrong? Started the game in the NFL? You think the, you think the Lions looked bad yesterday? Yeah, they did. What are you talking about? I don't think they look bad. I think they look bad for a quarter because of the depleted injuries, all that. <sighs> Whatever. It's behind us. If you if you want to rehash it, 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 the people who are listening, just rewind the podcast about 30 <laughs> minutes and listen to it again. One I guess we got to do One thing I do want to mention that was a positive, TJ Hawkinson was really, really good. Yeah. Try, trying to prove my me wrong while my roommates are just screaming outside watching a Monday night game. And they they love getting mad at me when I scream during the day. But if they if uh, they get to scream whenever they want, sorry, just a little. I just had to say that. Um, yeah, I mean he was awesome. He looked really really good. So shout out T.J. Hawkinson. Should we do picks? Yeah, sorry. I yeah. Got super distracted. I don't know what they're doing out there. I don't know. I think I know. I at least had the over and the Bears. I think Collins did as well. Trent, what'd you have? For like five seconds. I had Lions and over. <laughs> Actually, had I had Lions, Lions and over. under, didn't I? Did I have under? No way. I think yes, I you did. Under. You did because you thought the defense was going to trend. <laughs> Poor Trent. So I think Collins and I are 2 0 to start the year. Trent don't do that. Don't do that. Poor Trent. I don't want your sympathy. I'm going to kick your ass this week. I'm going 2 0. Okay, so this week it looks like the opening line is Green Bay is a six-point favorite and the uh, over-under is at 47 and a half. 
Trent, we can start with you. Why? I'm kidding. Go for it. I'll, I'll start. I'll start. Um, I oh, just... wait. Okay, yeah. We got to do your tri- trifecta, too. So do this first. Oh, yeah. We'll do that. We'll do that after the picks. We're good. Um, I, look, next week relies on health very heavily. Like, yep. obviously, let's just state the obvious here. Aaron Rodgers is much better than Mitchell Trubisky. You need one of your top three corners. I will say their names so that people understand what I'm talking about. You need Desmond Trufant, Justin Coleman, or Jeff Okuda, or any combination thereof. Like, two would be nice, or all three would be awesome. You need one of them to be healthy to at least challenge Devontae Adams. I'm not saying you got to stop him. You're not going to stop him. He's too good. But you got to at least limit that guy. We need one of those three to be there. And if that happens, the Bears' defense is better than the Packers' defense. I think the Lions find the end zone a few more times than they did against the Bears, whose defense is very good. It's going to be tough stopping Rodgers, especially if you're depleted in the secondary. But look, dude, I'm not going to pick a winner because you guys know who my winner would be. Six points is a lot. Lions cover. I'm going to say over because I think you got two great quarterbacks here, and and it's just going to be not a shootout necessarily, but it's definitely going to go over. That's what I think. I'm going to say Lions cover. I don't know if they win or not because it all depends on injuries, but it definitely goes over. I'm going to say over in the Packers. I, 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 it, like you said, Trent, if Trufant, if none of those corners are in the play, I don't know how you expect me to take the line. Well, yeah, I mean, it kind of, it, it's kind of unfair. Like we should do the picks on like Friday, but we can't. You know, we don't know who's playing and whatnot. But yeah, go but ahead. I, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut I you just, off. Looking at this matchup, I watched a lot of that. Because they were on red zone a lot because they were scoring a lot. I mean, Rodgers just looked good. Their offense looked really good. I don't know about the defense. And, and, and I don't know what Galladay is bad because I, I you don't really – without that premier, like, wide receiver talent that takes the talent – I mean, takes the top off the defense, I it, this offense is just not elite. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to put up big numbers. I, I, I think they're capable of putting up, like, 21 – to 24 points a game, which is not bad at all. But, like, they're not going to be explosive, I think, until Galladay's back in the lineup. And I, I'm not 100% sure he's playing this week. Yeah, I I hate to do it. I'm going to take the over, first of all. I know the, over, the, oh, the over looked horrible yesterday. But then it was – obviously, ended up hitting, which is fantastic. Um, I'm going to take the over because obviously we've seen based on last week, the Packers can put up points and they have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. So they will put up points. I think the lions put up enough points to stay in the game and hit the over. It's just the injuries, man. I like Colin said, I don't know who you expect to put on Devontae Adams. If you don't have Kenny Galladay, you completely limit the capabilities of your offense. And I, I, I think this was a game that I probably chalked up as a loss coming in when I had my 10-6 and six record initially, my prediction. So, I don't know. I'm going to take the Packers. And as you guys said, if they're bye weeks week five, they got to go into the bye two and two. I don't know how they're going to beat the Saints. You have a chance against the Cardinals, but it's going to be tough. So. Let's not go week by week, Ravs. And as Ravs is frozen here a little bit, I'll take a wheel. I know what you're saying. Like, you got to get this one. We kind of talked about that earlier. I, I'm not going to say this is like a big Stafford game, but they're going to need a big Stafford game to win this for sure because I, I, it's going to have to be vintage, like throw, drop back, throw the ball 40 times and get everybody involved, maybe take a huge 
couple of huge hits from the defense, maybe pick up a couple first down with his legs. It's that take one of those games, I think, yeah. the Lions and win this week. I, I agree. Bad, like, I, trust me, I would, I would love – yeah, you're back. You're back. Yay. Thanks for coming. I would Packers love <clears throat> if the Lions just turned around and handed it to Adrian Peterson 50 times, you know, because just – because you're just off Mark Antonio football. That's just probably not going to happen. So, Collins, I agree. Like, you got to let – you got this is a game you got to let Stafford just turn it loose. You got to say, lead us. He's going to lead you. I don't know if it's going to be enough. It just depends because at some point the defense has to make a couple stops. But uh, it, it's going to be a good – I think it's going to be a good game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. We'll see. I also can't watch this game live because I have to coach, so I'm going to record the game. So please don't text me about the game. I'm going to have to. There, dude. I, I first of all, I was we. I have like a million group chats about sports. I have my brother. I have like my family, a couple of my friends from high school, and I'm don't have live television right now. I'm doing YouTube TV, and I'm like 30 seconds behind, and I'm getting text messages, and it's literally my living nightmare. It's the and worst, it, dude. Yeah, you get a vibration. You're like, oh, something happened. Like it is absolutely nightmare fuel. I hate it. Well, Collins, but, you got two options. You got two options here. You either got to turn your phone off, or you got to come watch with me because I got cable television. That'd be fun. That, come on. Yeah. RC. I don't know TV. if I could take your optimism, Trent. We would get into it during the game. I'm never. Uh, I'm never optimistic. Like during the game, I'm never optimistic. It always takes me. Listen, if we would have done the podcast last night, I would have been like, guys, I'm out. I'm completely out. I'm done. I, my optimism relies on my optimism relies on getting a good night's rest and waking up and digesting the whole thing. During the game, I'm screaming. What yes, I, I'm actually more even keeled during the game. I just have a couple outbursts every once in a while, like where it gets a little like out of control. Like you need to settle down and look like yourself in the mirror. If you said that like in a public setting, you might be arrested. Like, like yeah. you can't. Like, you need to relax, dude. I feel that. All right, Trent, want to do your trifecta and we'll wrap it up. Everyone can go to sleep. Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. All right. Um, Bring it. Okay. Trent's trifecta this week. I think I topped last week, but um, the questions aren't as creative, but they're at least good questions. So first question, in light of, uh, you know, the Bengals and Browns playing this Thursday night, Ugh. do you think Joe Burrow is already better than Baker Mayfield at quarterback? Uh, I – Baker was bad this week, and I, I and I am pro Baker. Burrow looked pretty solid in his first start. Made a couple of really bad decisions. Probably should have got the win, but when it counted, he was rock solid. No, he was, and he That's... had a, that first touchdown he had was really cool too. But I mean, it's not yet. I I've. I believe in Baker still. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know what it is. No, it's – I, I just said maybe the Ravens are really good. So, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like – That's kind of where I'm at. Like, the Ravens will make anybody look bad. So, I kind of – I mean, if the Browns lose this week and look bad, though, like, it's full, like, panic mode. Yeah. Like, if you're a Browns yeah. fan, you're like, oh, no. Like, yeah, we might sure. need to draft a quarterback <laughs> next year. We got to trade Odell. We got to – you know what I mean? Like, you got to trade everyone. Because, they. I mean, they got a high payroll. Yeah, agree. I agree. I'm I'm a Baker guy. I I'm, I wouldn't actually call myself a Baker guy. I just I I naturally love the Browns because they're kind of the Lions of the AFC. We're like sister teams, so I just kind of root for them as it is. Not to mention one of my buddies is a big Browns fan, so whatever. But Rabs, what do you think? 
Dude, I don't know why you root for the Browns, man. Misery loves company. The, if, the, if the Lions are going to stink, Browns have, the Browns have to be bad, too. By the but, way, the Lions and Browns lost in the two worst possible ways yesterday. One team completely choked, and one team got blown out and never had a chance. That's tough. Yeah, oh, I just, again. People who, no, people who say they'd rather get smoked are idiots. I will, like, especially yeah. the first week of the year, you have all that excitement, and yeah. they yeah. literally lose by, like, 50. Well, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here saying the Lions look good. That's why I'm telling you the Lions look good for three quarters. Like, if they got blown out, I I, I would have nothing to stand on. But, Rams, what do you think? I did tell you last week that you can expect to see Case Keenum start for the Browns by week seven. That takes looking pretty good right now. Um, I don't know. I think Joe Burrow looked good. I think Burrow looked good. He's just got that – he's got that, like, moxie of of just a winner. So I think the Bengals have a lot of work to do to be like a competitive team and he's not going to be enough to, I don't think that's the thing. I don't think Burrow is good enough yet to like put the team on his back and just win a bunch of games. I'm also not going to like be that disrespectful to Baker because he's been in the league for a couple of years. I'm not a Baker guy. I just never have been like, I think I just always look, I looked at him as like Johnny Manziel 2.0. That's like always how I view him. And like, if you're a Browns fan right now, I don't know what Baker Mayfield's shown you for you to be like, oh, yeah, like this is the guy. So, I don't know. Burrow looked good. I think the future is way brighter in Cincinnati than it is in Cleveland. In a bad state. In an overwhelmingly bad state. Listen, yes. no, 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 no. Old don't do that. franchise. Listen, whatever. Sports-wise, whatever. Ohio is – Ohio gets such a bad rap for no reason. If you, oh, if there's you no want, reason. Dude, I don't there know. is no reason. It has Cincinnati, Columbus, and Cleveland. Those are three yeah, of the Skyline biggest cities Chile. in the country. Mm. LeBron James came from Ohio. Ohio oh, is the God. Rock and Roll Hall Stop. of Fame. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Stop. Ohio State is the only premier Big Ten school in, in any – like in, in They got the worst of the sure. Great Lakes over there, too. Lake Erie's a bad lake. Bad lake. Lake, lake Erie. Bad lake. Dude, Ohio, there's – like, is there anything to do in Ohio? Like, is there any, the, the worst state the worst state is West Virginia. I will stand by that and take it to no, the grave. Dude. You guys wow. have, you been there? School. have you been there? Respect the nature. I, I mean I I'll also say it. this. I'll also say this. You're right, Trent. It's a great sports state because Ohio State, if you've ever been to Columbus, that's a really cool town. Like it it really is. It's but a, like Ohio gets a bad rap because it is like it's just eh. It's literally they have Ohio State and it's okay. just the rest stink. Well, that's cool, but like I, I guess it's it's a top five sports state in the fact that it has two NFL franchises. Yeah. It has the no, best Big Ten football. Not. It has the best Big Ten football school, and it also has yeah, but you know, they, the I'm Cleveland sorry, Cavaliers have won a championship in the last four years. You're putting you it's not a top five sports state. It's like New York, California. Yes, keep going, Florida. Pennsylvania, and Ohio. Michigan. You think Ohio is a better sports state than Michigan? No, I don't. That's that's what I was gonna say. Because <laughs> okay, okay. the two fact you have two Big Ten schools in one state is a game changer. Okay, that's that, like that's why I think that makes like I would. Even, I know Alabama doesn't even have pro football teams, but having that rivalry in state just changes that. Like it just, yeah. it takes things to another level. I love that. Yes, very fair, very fair points you guys made. I, I I don't know why I got on my high horse for Ohio there. I have no idea what you did either. I have no yeah, ties no one to knows. Ohio. Everyone, everyone listening to podcasts right now is like Trent. What are you? What? I just don't get why there's all these like memes and stupid 
Like it's not that bad. It's no. I mean, it's like, worse. like what's what's so bad about Ohio? Downtown Cleveland's nice. Downtown Cleveland is yes, nice. Yes, beautiful. I saw it for the first time over quarantine. It was awesome. I also don't understand. I get what you're saying, Trey. I also don't understand. People are like, "Oh, Michigan State fans hate Ohio State." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't think anyone does." <laughs> like, we all kind of like Ohio State. Yeah, we love when they beat up on Michigan. We love that. <laughs> yeah, like people are like, so oh, like the whole state of Michigan, like chance. So, oh, we don't give a damn about the whole state of Michigan because we're from Ohio. Yeah, I, I don't think that applies to us. I don't think we care. <laughs> yeah, I don't, that, I don't think offense. Yeah, but, like yeah. <laughs> Anywho, sorry to go off the rails. Question number two, and, and uh, Trent's trifecta here. Uh, have you tried the Travis Scott meal? No. And oh my not, God, why not? Dude, no. You guys no. stink. You guys are so – I got the spicy, I got the spicy, na- I got the spicy nuggets. That's all I can tell you. Just spicy try nuggets, it. Money. Can you just try it? Can you try it? Pounder, dude. No, dude. What if I buy it for you and get it delivered to your house? Will you? I don't want – I don't yes. – When I go yes, to get really it. <laughs> I don't want please please send a chocolate milkshake as well. <laughs> I don't get a burger at McDonald's. I get a twenty piece nug, and with the spicy nuggets in in, in the mitts for McDonald's, that's what I'm going with now. Collins, I, I totally get it because I'm with you. I've never in my lifetime I've gotten chicken nuggets ninety five percent of the time. I never I'm get a nuggets guy. Always I, have been. Crazy fact, I have never eaten a Big Mac in my life. I don't know what a Big Mac tastes like. <clears throat> I don't yeah. want to know. I don't care to know. I'm not a burger guy. Travis Scott meal is great marketing. I'm not even really a Travis Fantastic Scott fan. Marketing. It's just great marketing. Those commer- that commercial's electric, and the burger is good. It's like a bacon cheeseburger, and it's so good. Yeah, but it's a quarter pounder of bacon. They sold that before, Trent. You know that, right? Yes, but it's not. It's not, though, because you – because it has the shredded lettuce. Yes, and that is different. And any anyone who tells me anyone anyone who tells me that shredded lettuce is different than like you're just having like debates lettuce. with people. I'm like, have you had you haven't had McDonald's with shredded lettuce? I'm like, <laughs> okay, whatever, whatever. So you guys have not had it. No, no. First dude. of all, I I'll say this, Trump. They're gonna do this with other people too. Like I, like it's not just me, Travis. Like I guarantee you, though, because they did that whole Super Bowl commercial last February. So I wonder if it's gonna be like maybe like LeBron has his own one, like yeah, like he don't eat at McDonald's. Yeah, but they all had that. I was LeBron in that commercial last year. You know what I'm talking about? The one where it showed yeah, up. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he was. He used to be endorsed by McDonald's, and he dropped it for Blaze Pizza to be healthier. In about like 2014, 15 ish. I don't know. Blaze Pizza employee Trent Valley, former employee, former, sorry. former, two time former. Jeez. I think here's my thing with the Travis Scott meal. Not a LeBron made a good, anymore. Oh, I love LeBron. Collins made a good point of like the meal they're advertising. It already exists. And now if Travis Scott were to like, if Travis Scott were to like take a bunch of French fries and like chicken nuggets and put them in between like the patties yeah, and I'm the Big in. Mac I'm and in. like mix it up and like, whoa, this is like off the walls. Didn't know this was possible then that's something worth trying. But there's that's no like integrity to it. There's no integrity because that's not what he orders at McDonald's. Dude, Travis oh, Scott also, yeah. like, doesn't do it for me. Like, I don't – like, I don't. Well, I know that Travis because Scott. I also remember two years ago when Travis Scott was on the Super Bowl halftime show, you completely no shit idea on him because you were like, no one would listen to Sicko Mode if Drake wasn't in it. So, I, I, I remember I, I like Travis that. Scott. I stand by that. <laughs> I, said, I like Travis okay. Scott just from the aspect of, like, 
He has cool ad libs. When he says it's lit, it really is lit. I really I, I don't okay. like that at all. It's ruined the it's ruined the generation of children. Okay. But by the way, Trent, we went to McDonald's and one of my roommates ordered it, and we're such like assholes and thought it was so stupid and funny that Tag we played sick- Jack sent me. No, that we played sicko mode in the drive-through window, <laughs> and the employee was so mad. Well, this- uh, trust me, I, I did that because I thought it was funny, and the employee goes. She was really nice, and she was like, she was like joking with me about it. But she goes, "You think you're clever, but like everyone's doing that." And I'm like, "Dude, okay. you guys are the worst, man. That's embarrassing. That's no, it's not. It's so funny. embarrassing. It is funny. I'm go to Subway, get the Belichick meal. Oh, that's a good yeah. commercial. Also, that's also good marketing. See what I mean? Like that's good. Yeah, marketing. yeah. It makes you want to go get that. Whatever. That's enough of that. Uh, question number three. Did you know that Matthew Stafford and Clayton Kershaw were? I'm, I'm, oh. kidding, I'm kidding. That was that was that was something that I've been sitting on for like three weeks on this whole segment. I've like wanted to use that as a bailout question, but I have th- this third question is just kind of like boring. It's not. It, it'll spark conversation, but no one will really care. Did you win your Week One fantasy football matchup? No, I got a hundred teams, dude. I I I have like five teams. Okay, so do you have 100 teams or do you have five? Because you just gave two different answers. All right, ass. I have four teams. Four. (laughs) So neither. I know. I'm not happy that I'm in that many. One team did phenomenal. Here's – hold on. I'll I'll go see. My one team that did really well, I had 143 points. I had Lamar Jackson, Chris Carson, Julio. My other team just didn't show up. The one that I have Mahomes in, like that I actually like really put a lot of time into – Ackler did nothing. Keenan Allen, nothing. Higby, nothing. All bad. Okay. Collins, did you win? No, my team put up like 80 in a full PPR league. It was not good. I don't – I, I stink at fantasy football. I've come to terms with it. Well, I, so do I. And, and you know what? My reasoning for thinking – I know more sports than like any – like just as much or more than everyone in my league. And I just stink at it. Like, they're just, like, well, I have kids who, are, like, were never really into football, like, or sports until we started this league who are just whipping me. And it infuriates me. It's the same yeah, as, like, March, it's, it's the same as March Madness when, like, five-year-olds get, like, a perfect bracket and you're just kind of like, are you kidding me? Are you serious? But I'll, I'll close it out with this. In, in lieu of, you know, the, the Motown rundown here, the monster we got going on here, I, I have a quick funny story to tell. So this weekend, I went to Mount Pleasant to watch the Lions game. I watched it with my two brothers. And it was a really fun time. And about 20 minutes before kick, I saw a report that Quintez Cephas was running with the first team on offense, you know, in the, in the practice runs, you know, in the, before the game. So I thought to myself, keep in mind, I have a 16-man league. The people you, some of the people you play are absolute bums. So – I, I picked up Cephas, and I dropped I dropped DeAndre Washington, who got cut by the Raiders, I believe it was. He got cut either way. Um, so so I put I put him in my starting lineup, and uh, he he led the led the Lions in targets, but only three catches, whatever. But it was just kind of a fun moment for me because it was like this could really pay off, man. Like we're in a sixteen man fantasy league. I don't think we've ever talked about this. Yes, we have. We have. One of my one of my trifecta questions was how many is too many for a fantasy league. I thought you said it was like a fourteen man league. No, sixteen, that. which is absolute asinine. I agree. It started as twelve, and it has grown over the years because more of our friends have been like, "You know, I want to get in there." I love them all to death. It's great, but I've kind of come to grips with like 
one out of 16, you're probably not going to win. So I just have fun with it. And I do things like I did this week, which was start Quintez Cephas. And it almost paid off. Almost paid off. But it didn't. So we went one and two this week. Rabs won. Well, actually, that's kind of that's kind of not necessarily true because I don't want to talk about my fantasy. I got too many teams. I don't know who's on each team. I, I, I don't know. honestly don't really care about fantasy either. I like I care, nah, but I don't. I don't either. I just kind of wanted to do a little wellness check on your guys' rosters. But that 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 wraps up Trent's trifecta for the week. There you go. There you go. Shut up. All right. Man. Is that all we got? Yeah, I mean, just one pride. Day. We got to have a more positive episode next week. I'm sorry. I, I brought the mood down and I was just, I, I mean, the energy wasn't there. I looked angry the whole podcast because I'm not going to blame I, you. I'm not going to blame I, you, man. And, and there's a lot of accumulating factors. The Lions, the Las Vegas Knights completely blowing a two to nothing lead with 10 minutes left in the third. They in overtime? No, oh. they lost. They lost three. No, did they really? Stars. Yep, to the Dallas Stars. Ooh, I, I, no one wants to watch Dallas. Not, not mad at that at all. But yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of factors today why I didn't bring it. I'll bring it next week. I'm so sorry. that's okay, Collins. I don't blame you, Rabs. I don't blame you. I had a great time on this show. Let me say this real quick before Lions we go. Stink. The, the Lions do not stink. Also, let me say this: the Clippers are about to blow it, and I'm gonna laugh in everyone's face as LeBron cakewalks to his fourth championship ring. That's it. But, the, but Trent, does it really count if LeBron beats the Nuggets? Yes, because that, the Nuggets uh, are actually better than the Clippers. They are. Like, they're just better. I don't know about that. I mean, the Clippers are just blown the last two games. I think they'll figure it out. Okay, but listen, the hockey and hockey and basketball are the two sports where, like, you play seven-game series. Like, you're going to get the best team every time, unless yeah. there's, like, crazy injuries or something. There haven't been for either team, and the Nuggets are still there. So yeah. hopefully this, this is going to come out tomorrow, which will be Tuesday, which Tuesday. will be the day of Game 7. So maybe I'll look like an idiot as people listen to this. But I genuinely think, think the Nuggets got them, man. I don't know. Shout out One Gary pride, Harris. Though. One pride. Spartan dog, Gary Harris. All right. We have Lions-Packers next Sunday or this coming Sunday at 1 o'clock. We'll have Packers. a new episode for you guys. Like 50. Packers yes, stink. Let's go, Lions. Lock in. One yes, time! Motown is Raptors. third down! Let's go! <laughs> third right. downtown, baby. Never forget, best place in the stadium. Do you see my okay. sign right there? Do you see it? Third, you downtown? third downtown over your bed. By the way, who yes. decided to make the sign blue and orange? It really makes me mad every time I see it. Well, they're trying to like, yeah, I don't get it. I, they're trying it's to like, like the sign. Yeah, but I, I agree. Make it blue. Make it Honolulu blue. Come on, Honolulu blue is the best color in the in, in the prism. Is that a thing? Yep. yep. The prism. The color <laughs> yeah. wheel. The, the the prism. You know, like you see the 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 Pink Floyd album with like the yeah those three. Sure. yeah yeah, the, and it's got all the colors. Honolulu blue is the best one. Number one, purple second. All right. Is that, are we good now? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, that's all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I'm Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Don't miss a single episode. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. New episodes every week. We'll see you next time. Wash your hands. Stay safe. One pride.